Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good to be back. I was going to say, welcome back, Dr. Paul. I've missed a couple You've days. You've been playing hooky. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. But, you know, I better get on my toes. You and uh, your co-host, uh, you know, Chris, you got a good, uh, good review, uh, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When people... Every once in a while, they'll compliment me on what I do, but they're just being nice. And I always say, to bring me something, bring myself back to earth, I say, it's the message that they're clapping for, right. <laughs> which I really believe that is true. I mean, yeah. I think people are so desperate uh, to hear hear yeah. us so often. I was always impressed that if you go to a state like New York, not so much California, I've never had this happen in San Francisco. Well, I did at, yeah. at Berkeley. Yeah. They're so starved for somebody saying something different yeah. that you get real uh, enthusiastic crowds out because yeah. they're not used to it. In Texas, it's sort of commonplace, <laughs> or Florida. They're more know. used to it, yeah. But anyway, uh, we're going to... Um, I start off with a story about a, a character that we have never talked about for at least two days, and that's <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Dr. Fauci, we're going to talk about him again, and uh, there's a couple things, but he's in he's in the news all the time. But my first thoughts about Fauci is uh, you hear it all the time, and you see it on our website. Why doesn't anybody ever fire him? Yeah. You know, why didn't Trump fire him? Why yeah. did uh, and and no, nobody really answers that. Why does he make so much money? Yeah, and why can he say anything and everything and nobody even knows what he believes in? And still, he has sainthood. You yeah. know, uh, when it comes to to medicine, I wonder if I wonder if he ever even worked with. Uh, we know he never took care of patients. I wonder if he ever worked with medical students. <laughs> <laughs> Who but any, anyway, his reputation, he's better known than we are, so he must be yeah. on to something. <laughs> anyway, um, sometimes we know what he believes, and we hear something good, we say it, and before the press conference is over, he's contradicted himself. Yep. That's happened. And uh, now, he's, he's, I thought he was pretty firm on uh on trying to describe what fully vaccinated meant. Fully vaccinated meant anytime we tell you to get a booster, you have to get a booster. Yeah, run down and get so, it. But uh, the article here that we want to start with, it was on Lou's site, and it's Fauci finally admits vaccines don't protect against serious COVID or death. Yeah. All this thing, and, it, and they don't do that. Well, we've been suspicious of that, uh, I guess, uh, since the... Um, a collection of data is has not been the best in the world when it came to it comes to this disease uh but my my guess is that uh uh we we have not had tremendous success with uh the uh vaccine matter of fact well, I worry about the fact that long term uh this may turn out that uh, it it it's going to be uh, worse than the disease which i consider uh, a, a real serious flu or cold in that category rather than this uh, horrendous uh, epidemic that they uh, say that we're in but but anyway he um he said that uh, uh now there's a big question on whether or not this really does it. I happen to, uh, well, the statistics are just piling up. Yeah. Why can't they question it? But then, of course, one reason why you have trouble is if you take a dissenting view or even just trying to have a discussion, 
doctors get fired. We got a message yeah. just this week from another doctor who, you know, took a position, a medical position, scientific position. I don't agree with him. And, you know, he worked for a hospital in, in an emergency room. Out, yeah. you, you don't follow follow the line, you know, the the uh, political line is what it is. It's not medical. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, people wonder why I mean, the credibility of these so-called experts is so shot. It's hard to imagine anyone still believing a thing they say. First of all, these shots are 100 percent effective against COVID. Full stop. And remember, even President Biden said in July, if you take the shot, you're not going to get COVID. And then all of a sudden in August, Walensky, the CDC director, said <laughs> what these shots don't do anymore is protect against infection and transmission. But they're unbelievably great in preventing hospitalization and death. That, so you see the trajectory. And now this is an interview. Let's put up this first clip because I really I, I, I'm sure that the, the Lou Rockwell was, was accurate. But I wanted to go to a transcript. This is the New York Times. They interviewed Tony Fauci on November 12th, so earlier this month. They interviewed him, and I read the transcript, and it's all accurate what was in Lou's site. Let's look at this, this next. Here are some quotes from Fauci about the shot. Let's look at that next clip. Talking about Israel, he said, They are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalization and to some extent death which is starting to now involve all age groups. It isn't just the elderly. So what he's saying is that the shots not only don't protect against infection, they don't protect against you getting super sick. And let's look at the next one. This is the same article. Um, if you look at what has happened in countries that have been more ahead of us, i.e. more vaccines, temporarily, you see, uh, more ahead of us temporarily, because we're catching up, you see that it wanes. And it's waning to the point where you're seeing more and more people getting breakthrough infections. And more and more of those people who are getting breakthrough infections are winding up in the hospital. Very clear what he says. And then the last one, let's look at that last clip uh, quote. And I'll send it back. Here he's talking to the interviewer. Um, then after saying that they don't work, he says, I think it would be a misrepresentation to say the vaccines don't work. He literally just got done saying they don't work. They don't protect against infection and transmission. He said that. They don't even protect against hospitalization and death. He just said that. So his conclusion is, let's do more of the stuff that doesn't work because you need an extra shot of the stuff that didn't work the first two times. So it's, it's pretty astonishing that he gives us a little bit of truth, you know, yeah. and then... You know, some of this story coming out with uh, some studies in, in Israel, yeah. but it didn't change their pattern. They, they still continue to do the same thing over and over again. But uh, from this article, I can see why you want to go back and check the original because this... I just couldn't believe it. It's hard to believe. Here it says, in the United Kingdom, for example, between February and September of this year, a recent statistic, uh, this year, 72% of all COVID-related deaths were among the vaccinated. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. And then they don't, they don't even know when you're fully vaccinated because for a while I swear they were saying you know you you're not fully vaccinated until you have two or three and this yeah. this sort of thing but that isn't the worst of it in Scotland the situation was even worse 80% of COVID death occurred among those who had been injected with the vaccine yeah. it's so it's a, it's a sad a sad story uh, and, and anybody who 
questions it. Just discuss it. Let's have a discussion. And they say, have, as you show your points, we'll show our point. And, uh, and you get painted as being unscientific and uh, they can destroy your life, get your, you lose your job and yeah. everything else. It's a, it's a sad situation, even though we do see some signs that people are getting sick and tired of it enough. And we hopefully have a story on that today. Sick and tired enough where the people are just rebelling. And we don't even have to look at, we just look at their own words and they're admitting that it doesn't work. That's right. what's so astonishing. That's why I went and read the transcript because <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it was true. But we have a little bit more on Fauci because he's, he, is, he is the science, right? <laughs> right. So we have the... the yeah, well, he, he says, uh, Fauci says, fully vaccinated definition, not yet changing to include boosters. Uh. Now, I... I, I know that was said before because I said, why are they doing it? Oh, I know. They just want to sell more vaccines. They just want to confuse people. And I think part of it is they want, uh, you, you know, I argued the case that, uh, you know, chaos in the streets is done deliberately. It isn't done because they just happen to pick bad policy. And, uh, and, and, and they want chaos in the practice of medicine. I think they've done a lot of harm, uh, you know, to, to medicine. And just think there's a whole generation of new doctors coming out that was exposed to this from the very beginning, uh, you, you know, that that uh, you, you have these epidemics and COVID stuff and all this nonsense going on. And then also the pharmaceutical companies, how how they are so biased to promote it. I was I was always resentful and I was sort of obsessed with this idea. And, and the other residents thought I was crazy because because when the pharmaceutical companies would come, even back then, they would do their very best. Uh, to get hold of the hungry uh, uh, residents uh, who didn't have much money and take them out to a fancy, fancy lunch and things like that. I just, I just, I, I, psychologically, it just bothered me to no end. And yet I don't, I think they were honestly doing their job that have medications that were probably decent and they would, you could get some information, they'd explain some antibiotics and things to it. So they would go out, but I just didn't like the process. And that's, it's, it's worse than ever now, it's intimidation. You do it or else, yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna take care of you. Well, you know, I, I started reading Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book on Fauci, and it's, so far it is an eye-opener. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But, the, you know, the next thing we want to talk about, this is a trend that we're seeing over and over, and this is just an example we saw today. And this is the Washington Post. Uh, let's put up that next clip if we can. Uh, Washington Post, South Korea loosened COVID rules after massive vaccine uptake. Now cases and hospitalizations are surging. And you're seeing this happen over and over. There was a huge rush to get vaccinated in South Korea. 80% technically, I mean, even Fauci said, you know, getting up there, that's fully vaccinated. 80% of the country fully vaccinated, so they decided to go back to life. Uh, and what happened? They just had their second highest daily figure of new cases since the uh, pandemic began. So massively vaxxed. These are not rare breakthroughs. That's another lie they told us. Rare breakthroughs. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't. Count, you can't count at that. I, I guess people who don't have a lot of experience or have made a decision actually believe they were doing the right thing. Oh, well, vaccination takes care, of it and they've listened to all this stuff. So why do we still do it? Because there's been questions about masks and things anyway. So why don't we back off from this? Now that they've backed off. 
and the disease goes up, proves the vaccines didn't work, but uh, it also uh, you know, unfortunately means that some of them are going to say, see, they didn't wear, the, we didn't make them wear their masks. Yeah. We didn't have to do social distancing. So we need, we need stronger regulation yeah. because uh, if we only had more regulations along with the vaccines, then the vaccines would have worked. They'll always have another excuse. But, you know, the silliness of all this might explain why the crowds are getting bigger. Yeah. You know, Especially and, in Europe over the weekend. Yeah, wow. Uh, it was massive. They're, they're actually uh, doing a little better job than we yeah, are right yeah, now. they are. They're so, doing great. I wanted to put up one more clip before we went on because it's on the same topic. And I'm just saying you can, you can literally find this everywhere. Let's look up this next. It's a chart from the Cayman Islands. Uh, our good friend Ian. The Cayman Islands are averaging the equivalent of 1.4 million cases per day in the U.S. That's the equivalent. Despite an 80% vaccination rate and a mask mandate, 7% of the entire population has tested positive in the seven weeks since the mandate started. And you see that gold line once again, that's vaccine uptake. Massive. But you also see that black line, which is new cases. If the vaccines were working as they should, it's obvious you would not see that black line literally vertical of new cases as everyone was getting vaccinated. Um, Ian says, I don't know, guys. I don't think it's working. It's probably a good assessment. <laughs> you know, the uh, F FDA was asked for some I information uh, about how, how these tests were working. And um, I, I want to see if I can get your opinion on this because uh, They've, they're not going to give this information. They say, oh, yeah, we're going to get this information for you, the people are asking. But it's going to uh, take 55 years to, to collect it. You know, it, it, is, this, uh, is this something that they do because they actually believe it or they're in it or is their plan? You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But uh, it, it's probably in ethnic. But here they were, uh, 55 years and that's been been from from the very beginning remember the the tests that were done and nobody knew uh, remember they were on, and they probably still do a lot of it yeah. they don't run the tests correctly yeah. it's sort of they run their tests in order to accommodate their preconceived idea and notion to fit you know whether or not we should have more vaccines or more shots but make sure they don't have ivermectin yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't we can't that or hydroxychloroquine, they don't want you to deal with that. <laughs> it's really interesting because it's a lawsuit that was filed by a group of 30 professors and scientists from universities including Yale, Harvard, UCLA, and Brown. They filed a lawsuit uh, using the FOIA request. They want the FDA to release all the data that it has about the shots, proving that they're safe and effective. And you think, oh, well, maybe this is an anti-vaxxer group. No. In fact, it's the opposite. And this is from an article on Reuters. The, plaint or the, the, the plaintiffs say releasing the information could help reassure vaccine skeptics that the shots are indeed safe and effective and thus increase the confidence in the Pfizer vaccine. They want to help prove that these shots are no problem, that they're safe, that they work. And the FDA says, FDA says well... It's going to take us 55 years to look through these. So it does, I mean, if you're conspiracy-minded, you have to wonder, well, by then, who's going to be around, uh, you know, to complain? See, we're getting truth coming out now and then. I keep thinking and going back to what we learned out of Italy when they went back and looked at the deaths and 97% 90, 
you know, uh, really didn't have the disease, even though they marked it down that they died of COVID, you know. Yeah. So uh, when they have an ulterior motive, sometimes you don't get the truth out. Yeah, that's, that's true. So uh, do you have anything more on that? I have No, another. I think we'll move on to the next uh, one because okay. it's, it's related. This is, uh, this is sort of my pet peeve of all things, uh, even though my greatest concern is the uh, uh, vaccine uh, passport. Yeah. But this is the, uh, uh, and the title is pretty neat on Zero Head, the utter Orwellian stupidity of masks on airplanes. Yeah. You know, and they go through this and, and say that it just doesn't make any sense. And then when they describe all the infraction, and, you know, why, why shouldn't uh, Pelosi be the poster child for the people who say, why believe them, <laughs> you know, because they, didn't, they don't wear their masks either. Yeah. But it's a, like a religion. Uh, when you're walking down the corridor and you think the cameras are on or on the house floor, I mean, how long are they going to keep their masks on? A lot of people, you know, finally said enough is enough. We don't even believe in it at all. But uh, on the on the airplanes, it, it really doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> And this article was written for uh, the um, the American Thinker, and it's written by an MD, uh, Jeffrey I Jeffrey L. Bark, MD, and he's writing about the stupidity, you know, from a science perspective, and he makes a good point. Uh, he said forcing someone to wear a mask, like me, he said he'd already had it, makes no scientific or health sense. He said, and this this is a good point that we've always talked about. The requirement to wear a mask when entering or exiting a restaurant, but leaving it off while eating and drinking, also makes absolutely no sense. Do the authorities suppose that COVID-19 virus stops seeking new hosts to infect only when we are unmasked, but not eating or drinking? On and on and on. And uh, he talks about, since the CDC is requiring these measures, you would think it would have a mountain of evidence to support such a draconian policy. It doesn't, and he links to it. The science, in fact, shows the opposite. And he went, goes on to talk about natural immunity, which is durable, versus the vaccine-induced immunity, which now even Fauci says, not that great. Yeah, that's right. And, and he was, he was uh, not mincing words. He, yeah. he said it sharply in this article. There are no studies that were even done to show that mask wearing on an airplane can stop a respiratory viral illness. Yeah. But they still march on. And these people are saying that they have a monopoly control of the definition of science. Yeah. And we're supposed to roll over and uh, just listen to them and, and listen to this science being delivered to us by Dr. Fauci. You know, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> well, that's worth looking. And then we have it also up on the Ron Paul Institute website uh, if, you, if you can't find it on the American Thinker. So I think we're going to cruise into our final one today, which is from Alex Berenson. We've, we followed him from the very beginning. He was kicked out of Twitter, permanently banned, you remember, Dr. Paul, for saying that these vaccines appear to wane over time, which is exactly what Fauci said uh, in this interview and has said over and over. So he's permanently kicked off Twitter for saying what Fauci is saying. That shows the irony. But let's put up this last clip because this is something he put out over the weekend. This data is coming from Public Health England and it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Vaccinated English adults under 60 are dying at twice the rate of unvaccinated people the same age. And he has the chart, he said he looked at the data we're only reporting what he's reporting. The brown line represents weekly deaths from all causes of vaccinated. The blue line represents weekly deaths from all causes of unvaccinated per 100,000. And like us, he says, I don't know what this means. All I know is that I've looked at the data and the data is accurate. 
It's a big question. Well, that's for sure. But that, that is really scary in a way, and for two ways. Uh, the, the news is, is bad that uh, it, this whole system is so rotten, but it's also, it represents uh, this disinformation. Yeah. How, how do they get away with this? And where are, you know, science, uh, the doctors and the medical profession and, you know, uh, <laughs> the pharmaceutical profession, yeah. if there is such a thing. It, it's, it is so bad that uh, is there any wonder that people are looking for alternatives? And uh, then you go and you try to start an alternative program and have people come, you know, they'll, they'll close you down, you yeah. know, because they, they will say, this is unscientific, you might hurt your patients. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad, so. Yeah. Well, I'm so, gonna close out, if, if you're, you think we're about done. Um, there go. With reminding our viewers, again, Dr. Paul is back, so I wanna remind you that he has released a new mini book. This is a gift to our supporters uh, of the Ron Paul Institute, which the show is under. Again, a gift of $50 or more will get you a copy of this as a gift, a tax-deductible donation of $50 or more, and a tax-deductible donation of $100 or more will get you this as a thank you, this as a gift, this as a premium, signed by Dr. Paul. And I'm just asking and begging for a little bit of patience. Dr. Paul was out for a couple of days playing hooky, um, but now we're going to chain you to a desk, Dr. Paul, and make you sign a bunch of books. So. <laughs> uh, but wow. anyway, you're going to love this book. You're going to want to read it. You wonder what's going on with all of these corporations and all the woke business. I think you nailed it, Dr. Paul, in the book. Well, good. I think I'll read that. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. And uh, if you have, have, That's you it. finish up. Okay, and I, I want to finish up by once again uh, thanking our viewers for tuning in. And uh, I'll tell you what, I think things are moving in the right direction in certain areas, but at the same time, we, we talk about these things and we just throw up our hands. How can they do this to us? But uh, I think the more I study it and try to understand it, the more I realize that this is nothing really new. There has been corruption and lying and cheating and stealing throughout all of history, both in medicine and out of history. And that might be what life is all about, is seeking uh, seeking the truth and uh, we're in the middle of it right now but it was thought that medicine and the Hippocratic Oath uh, he gave us a special spot you know for seeking truth and, and it was easy to achieve that goal but uh, not any longer right now we have the bureaucrats the politicians the authoritarians the corporate media all much more in charge than ever there's been societies that have allowed this to happen and they usually get labeled as a fascist society and that's unfortunate but I think we're we're moving in that directions where there's a there's a partnership between big business and government and they control things for political reasons financial reasons and uh, just the fact that some people are born to be authoritarian that to me is the whole issue some people are very happy comfortable with themselves and like to enjoy the responsibility and minding one's own business at the same time there's others who seem to be born you know with this whole idea that they know what's best i've had them tell me this in the congress other members of congress we have to do this because the people are stupid and they work under that pretense so it's to me still to look at work at the process and trying to get people excited and knowing the difference between uh, the truth of, of, of the matter and working in that direction, whether it's in medicine or whatever other profession or just daily living, 
because uh, I happen to believe that, uh, you know, a higher law exists and it's definable. But uh, some of them, when you see the murdering going on and the, just the ridiculous killing and the, the, the violence that happened, they, they, don't, uh, they don't believe you there is such a thing as truth because if they did, they wouldn't be such a, a murderous bunch. And uh, so I think that's uh, the goal. And that's one thing, as far as I'm concerned, for our program is we, we try our very best to do the job of seeking the truth and reporting it in light of the pol political system as well as right now the me medical system. And also uh, we will continue to talk a lot more about applying this total principle of seeking truth in an international fashion on uh, how countries should get, get along together. There's been examples in history where countries did quite well getting along together. And there's been examples that there's perpetual fighting over borders. And uh, it's always the same thing. Who, uh, who's going to define the truth and where is the truth? And uh, how, do, how do we get there? So I, th I think it's important. But I think most people think about that all the time. They, they want to be on the right side of things. And certainly America was known for that. But right now, I think we've been slipping away. But uh, hopefully we can offer the incentive for all of us to pay attention to this and try to understand to the best of our abilities why, you know, it's, it's best to seek peace and prosperity, which is our goal. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.